kids, come back in the house. Oh, do we have to? I melted string cheese over some corn chips. Oh, boy. I got Game Boys and caramel apples. I'll let you sass me. I'll let you punch me. You can wear swimsuits instead of underwear. We'll have Christmas tomorrow. Yay. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review episode GABF07. It is Mobile Homer. I'm Dando. I am Guy. Dando, how are you this fine day, sir? I'm doing quite fine. I'm a bit tired, as I explained to you before when I was dropping off your mic, because Nicola and I borrowed to do some uh, some friends podcasts. Listen out for those guys. I've been mowing lawns with the old man all morning, and I don't know what I did, but on the weekend I was walking to the park with Holly, and the initial plan was to just walk to the corner and back, and she just decided we got to the corner and went, no daddy, we're going to keep going to the park. So we kept going, but I wasn't wearing any shoes, and I'm just notorious for not wearing shoes. I hate wearing shoes. I never wear shoes. You really are the barefoot investor, yeah. <laughs> God can vouch for me there. I'm always dropping off things with no shoes on. And for some reason now, my left foot, it's almost like, do you, have, you, have you ever experienced shin splints? But do you know what a shin, or do you know, do you know what a shin splint is? Well, give me the exact medical definition. It's, well, it's basically, I, it's just like someone stabbing me on the top of the foot every time I take a step. I don't know oh. what's happened, but basically, just on my left foot is so sore. And it's, if I rest it, it's okay. So I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, my foot's feeling fine. I can mow some lawns. And like three hours in, I was like, I shouldn't have done this. No. <laughs> Dando, you know, all I've got to say to your son is, welcome to age. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Old age. It's, it's, I'm, I'm not quite there, but I can see no. in the distance. <laughs> yeah. It's saying, yeah it's, it's, it, this is father. T- yeah, this is father time sort of tapping on your shoulder saying, don't go up against me, son. <laughs> I'm undefeated. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to just sort of slowly chip away at your, um, yes, at your physical well-being until the End of your days. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> but, uh, speaking of fun, how has your day been? How, what have you been up to? How was your weekend? Uh, uh, my weekend was fine. Thank you very much. Um, spent a bit of time with the lovely Louise, of course. Um, of course, she was busy working on assignments. She's studying to become a, a counsellor, a therapist. And um, so she had a few assignments that uh, she's been putting off, putting off, putting off. She heard, she heard our podcast and she was like, these guys, cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> Time to ride that Guy Davis gravy train. Um, <laughs> so she was uh, doing a bit, a bit of work on the weekend, but uh, no, we had a very nice catch up. Um, you know, watch a bit of trashy TV is as our want. Started one called Love Triangle okay. uh, on Stan from the uh, from the makers of Married at First Sight, and guess what? It's basically Married at First Sight. <laughs> so uh, yeah, had a bit of that. Oh, we no, we what we we went out for dinner. There was uh, the lovely Louise, myself. Two of the children, because the eldest one is now out partying. He's he's eighteen, so he can go out and party. I won't be caught dead with you two. That's true. You didn't want to be sort of be seen with the uncool old types having yeah. uh, having a meal at uh, the what is it the, the shovel tap house in in G Town. The shovel. Yeah. Oh, the malt. The malt. Yeah, okay, I know the one. It used to be yeah, the pub, malt yeah. shovel tap house. That's what yeah, it's called. Yeah. But then we went to White Nut. Did you know about White Knight? Oh, yes, we were going to, but then we looked it up and it was like 7 p.m. start time and I was like, no, thank you, not with a... a <laughs> well, Holly still goes to bed around 6.45, 7.15. I was like, if she's out at that time and she falls asleep in the car and wakes up when we get back home, oh, no thanks. The whole pattern and was disrupted. And she's at the moment yeah. too, so it's already a shitstorm. All right. <laughs> well, White Knight, is, uh, for the uninitiated, 
you basically have art installations and bits and pieces all over the city of uh, Geelong. I think they have it in Melbourne. You know, they project uh, things onto uh, buildings, uh, but there's all manner of things. They do it at Christmas time as well. Uh, do they? I don't recall that. Yeah, Geelong they they do like Christmas a Christmas light, Christmas light show oh. on the um on the town hall. Yeah, you can do just about anything these days. But yeah, this was a night especially for it. <laughs> what a world we live in! What a time to be what alive! A, what a time to be alive! <laughs> Another tramp. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, we had a walk around the Geelong CBD, crowded with Geelong residents. That's good. I like seeing people out and about. It was good. That was probably the best thing about it, the fact that oh, Geelong's back, baby. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they all came out for the uh, for the cats victory a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's like they just reignited Geelong again, didn't they, by winning that premiership? Very much so. Yeah. So you know, we saw some drag queens, we saw some uh, indigenous art put, put, uh, broadcast onto the uh, side of the city hall and the art gallery, and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Someone got crash tackled by the cops for some reason. We. Didn't ask why. We didn't hang around. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, the lovely Louise and I there went home. <laughs> yes, indeed. The lovely Louise and I went home, poured ourselves a glass of whiskey each, and uh, yes, just put our feet up for a bit. So, yeah, a, n- Sat a back nice and weekend. an episode of The Simpsons known as Mobile Homer. <laughs> I should have poured myself a double for this one. <laughs> you didn't like it? I did not think much of this episode. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it for the most part, actually. Yeah. What, what didn't you like about it? It just, well, first of all, it's one of those episodes where it just felt like, let's reach into the basket of half-baked ideas that we've got here and smush a whole bunch together. Oh, not even that. Yeah, it, it just felt, I don't know, kind of lazy. And it's, they didn't really go into a whole lot. I mean, a lot of stuff seemed to happen, but none of it really seemed to mean much. And parts of it were connected, but a lot of parts of it weren't. They were just sort of, you know, when you're making like a, a Lego house, or something like that. And, you know, you've got your your basic, you need to make four walls and a roof and all that kind of stuff. But then, oh, I've got this little bit left over. I'm going to put it on here as like an extension. Like that, but that doesn't fit the house. That's not <laughs> right. Um, and also, uh, well, we've talked about this in the past, but, I mean, this was just, yeah, Homer being a complete jerk and, and Marge sort of tolerating it for a while until she doesn't and me losing respect for her as a result. So... I don't know, there were just a lot of elements. I don't know, maybe I didn't get enough sleep. Maybe I was just like, mm, don't know about this episode. But I just, I, yeah, I didn't know about this episode. Well, actually, for the reasons that you didn't like it, I actually kind of thought the opposite in certain ways where I didn't think it was lazy. I thought it actually did a better job of, because we've been, we've spent, uh, we've mentioned before how they always go back to the Homer and Marge angry at each other's story every now and again. Every few, every few episodes is a story where Homer's annoyed Marge mm. and blah, blah, blah. By the end, she just forgives him for no apparent reason. At least here, I thought them coming back together, they gave a logical reason. They came back together to save the kids. At least it wasn't True. just Marge just forgiving Homer. Remember the one, the one that I hated? What was it? The Codependence Day yeah. where Marge just forgave him and like she blamed herself and was like, oh, I, know, I shouldn't have been so rude to you and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and we're both like, what? At least here, <laughs> they came together for a reason that made sense. It was believable. It wasn't too out there. You know, the kids were in danger. They had to come together. The kids said, you've got to kiss up, kiss and make up. But I liked how Marge said in that moment, um, you know, we're not at that stage, but we've opened <laughs> up a dialogue. dialogue. I was like, I like that. You know, like at least there's, there's, it felt more believable in that sense. And at the end when Marge, she just goes, oh, you know, it's just money. And I was like, what? And then they go, I oh, know, mm. we put some weed in her food. And I was like, okay, well, at least they're explaining why. Well, I mean- there will, there will come a time where she, you know, she, it all gets out of her system and she gets angry again, but that's 
that doesn't matter because that's not that's the end of the episode doesn't matter anymore. But here, at least they explained why she was cool with the car. They could wrap up the episode in a little package so. because she was high. Do you know what I mean? Like, at least they gave, at least they tried to give an explanation. I do know what you mean. And normally, Dana, you're the one who's taking issue with uh, lapses in logic or you're, yeah. you're picking nits, something like that. This time around, I was like, hey, that um, RV that Homer put the down payment on and that he basically is on the hook for just sank to the bottom of the ocean. The guy who um, you know, sold it to him floats by on the, on the gorilla or whatever. It's like, yay, no returns. It's like, okay, so you guys are on the hook for an RV, which probably cost a pretty penny. Um, I mean, and they've still got the second um, the second mortgage because of Moe's Bar, remember? And that was never explained again. So there's come a point for me where I, you just have to accept some things for the sake of the story. You can't... You can't get too upset about it. But when it comes to things like last week, or the, no, it was the week before, where the backyard all of a sudden becomes 200 feet long, that annoys me. Wholly understandable. Now, it's funny you should mention this. Uh, now, we, I'm jumping ahead way into, into, the, yeah, yeah. into the future here, because I was just on Twitter before, uh, before we started recording. And yeah, Martin Prince. Yes, and saw a, a post by our man, Matt Selman. Yeah. When are you coming on the show, Matt? Next week. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> okay. Uh, that answers that question. Uh, talking about how... Now, I haven't seen this episode. I'm assuming it's a new one where it's revealed that Martin Prince is not actually a... No, no, no. This is what happened. He posted that to troll everybody. It's actually... A, it's, it's an episode that's... What if this happened? It's not oh. canon. Oh, Matt Selman. So, so everyone, I read that and went, you can't be serious and then read the comments and it was like it was basically like a 22 short films about springfield that wasn't canon so it was like what if martin was actually just a cop undercover so that explains that so everyone who saw that and got angry relax because i got a little bit angry as well just relax okay (laughs) i'm gonna know what you're gonna go i knew i I just wanted to get in early because i knew you're gonna go on a big tangent there for nothing in the end. That's when to get it. <laughs> but I like tangents. Oh, you can go off on your tangent if you like to. No, no, no. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done now. But yeah, exp- explain, explain what it was. Explain what it was that you saw. Yeah, um, it was a post by Matt Selman, a uh, friend of the show. <laughs> friend of Four Finger Discount. When's he coming on the show? Next week. <laughs> Tune in next week for Matt Selman, friend of Four Finger Discount. Um, he had that, there was an image of Martin Prince sitting in an easy chair looking you know, fresh face Martin Prince, but also look, looking like a little bit older and... Like a beaten down old cop, yeah. Yeah, he's like, wait, so Martin Prince is like an undercover cop who's been, you know, um, pulling a 21 Jump Street at Springfield Elementary all this time? And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I like, that at least the creators of the show are just trolling the people now because it's like this is this will rile them up <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a it's a bold move cotton let's see how it plays out for him um yeah oh, anyway but i saw that and it led into what you were saying but uh, it turns out i was wrong i should have read more sometimes kids oh, you, you did the whole read reading the, the headline and commenting before reading the, the actual article oh mr davis <laughs> i know it's a rookie move from a non-rookie anyway uh what were we talking about before we were talking about that? I, I'm usually the one that buys into the logic and gets angry, yeah. That's correct, yes. And then, um, but yeah, this had the whole, you guys are on the hook for, <laughs> yeah. um, you got a second mortgage. At least remember <laughs> Mummy Beerus though, that episode, we really enjoyed that. We were, we were willing to put that aside, remember, because we were just like, ah, fuck it, whatever, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Was it entertaining up to that point? If you throw the logic that bit out the window, because I, I completely agree why that would annoy most people, I just thought that 
there was only one story and I thought it got straight into it. I know you were saying it sort of grabbed a few ideas and slapped them together. I actually thought they did a, quite a good job of not wasting our time for an entire act. It was just, it gets straight into Homer needs to script and save some money because Marge is worried about him having the death. And I thought that the garage scene at the start was really good. I, I'm, it's super relatable for me because we're going through the garage at the moment. <laughs> and literally, my vision of, all right, I'm going to go through the garage today. I have Marge's vision. I'm like, I'll be Superman. It'll be clean. And there'll be a kid's area and a PlayStation area and a gym. And it gets to the end of the day. And all I've done is open up a couple of cans of Pepsi Max and move this stuff from one side of the room to the other. That's all I've done. <laughs> We always have the best intentions. I think we do view ourselves like Homer. I mean, I, I was going to do that yesterday. You know, I came home. I, I'd spent the night with the. <laughs> I'd spent the night with the lovely Louise. No, no, I'd been over at Louise's place. Came home at about you know nine thirty in the morning. It's like right. I've got these this this and that I need to do. But before I do that, you know, I'm going to put on some good music. I'm going to tidy this room. I'm going to you know take this from there and do this and that. Oh, the fugitives on. <laughs> I did none of it. I did, I did zippo. Because, you know, it's like, uh, well, I think I might have a cup of coffee and, you know, uh, I've got half of that Danish left. Hmm, I think I'll eat that. Hmm, near preserve Andor. I think I'll watch Andor. So, <laughs> Damn you, Disney Plus uh, algorithm. Or your good content. All <laughs> your delightful cakes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's happening tomorrow. All that stuff that yep. I was going to do yesterday is now happening tomorrow. It's wonderful how time works, isn't it? I know, right? But, um, but yeah, I, overall, I completely understand why you didn't like the episode. But for me, I, I, I thought it was entertaining and fun. Let's break it down, shall we? Let's do it. But before that, Mr. Davis, it's time for these favourite moments. Hey, my favourite. What were your favourite moments from Mobile Homer? Um, look, it's never bad when you've got a little They Might Be Giants on the soundtrack, and they did close out with Istanbul, brackets, not Constantinople. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. Enjoyed it. I, I, was a, I was a bit of a fan of uh, They Might Be Giants back in the day. Not a super fan, but I do like them, so it was nice to hear that. You know what I liked? They didn't just get to the end and go, we don't have an ending for this, let's just all dance to the Istanbul song. Yeah. <laughs> Although there was a bit of sort of... There was a non-dance version of that. I mean, like, all the stuff happening on the boat, you know, like, oh, some people playing that's soccer. Just pan, that's just a pan out, yeah. It is. It is. Uh, what else did I enjoy? I like the end of, what was it called? From something to homeless? The the um, uh, From homemaker to homeless? From homemaker to homeless. I just love that, you know, she was on the street and crazy and asking if she was still pretty. It's like, the real Brenda attended Harvard Medical School. As a cadaver. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, and finally, a little throwaway visual gag that I liked with Marge was uh, scrimping and saving. Uh, and she bought the cut rate coffee called Columbia's Shame. Yeah, I like with that. The too, cowboy yeah. just going, eesh. <laughs> <laughs> sort of doing the face palm. It's like, oh, I can't believe we're releasing this. <laughs> Actually, that was good. I just sort of thought of another reason why um, I relate and didn't mind this episode and liked it. Because. It's like Nicholas, like, right, we need to start saving some money, all right? And then I go and buy us two new microphones. But, so, but like, that's the thing. But the patrons are paying for that, so it's different. But I just remember when they, when they arrived, Nicholas, like, she looked at me and I went, the patrons, it's the patrons. She's like, no, okay, as long as it's the patron money. <laughs> Actually, this is one other reason that I did like this episode. I like to consider myself a bit of a bargain hunter, you know, I mean, when you... I love it. I, I, I buy too much shit. Like, so, if something's on sale for half price, I'll buy two. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I'm, I'm self-sabotaging in this way, but, I mean, I, I, it was payday last week. Um, and I was sort of looking through various – I was looking on Amazon. It's like, 
ooh, oh, they've got those tea, they've got that tea that I like, but is not available at the supermarket, and it's a pretty reasonable price. Okay, well, I'll get that. But if I'm going to get that, I might as well throw something else on the order. Oh, the Blu-ray of the Fright Night remake is down to like six bucks. Okay, well, I'll get that. Hey, wait a minute. A book by that guy that I like. Wait a minute. Five bucks for a paperback? That's You'd be stupid not to buy that. So in, in the end, you place the Amazon order. Then, and, and you walk out spending more than what you had when intending to walk in, is despite the fact that you found all these bargains. I don't know. But it still felt good, the fact that I'd spent under $20 and got like, well, I've got a you know, a good box of tea bags. That's, they they sound delicious. A good movie that I have rewatched on occasion, so now I have it on Blu-ray quality, and a good book that I can you know I might read on the plane later when you know the lovely Louise and family and I go to Bali at the end of the year. It's a win-win for under twenty bucks. Can, can, can <laughs> so, I just throw a little little dado rant out there? I'm all about four K, right? I love the four K, but can you start putting your special features on the four Ks? Have you mm. noticed that? No 4K, very rarely do 4K movies have special features. They're like, no. all you need is the 4K quality. I'm like, yeah, but I really want the audio commentary to go with it, please. That's true, yeah. Now, I don't know if it's with some releases that they'll pack the Blu-ray in there as well, and that's and usually the, got But the- you've got to change this. I'm like, fucking, it's a, just put the fucking commentary on this one. It's- well, maybe there's no space on the 4K disc because of all the 4K goodness, all the extra pixels. You know what it is? It's because they've already manufactured the Blu-ray, so I will just chuck that disc into the 4K. But mm. it's like, when you're making the 4K, can you just whack a commentary on there? I'm just, of all the things, it's an audio track. Just at least put the audio track on there. It just shits me. I'm like, I don't want to watch the movie in Blu-ray quality to hear the commentary and watch it in 4K quality to hear the audio commentary. No, I don't, nerd, alert, nerd alert, I'm aware of this, but I just, I went through JB the other day because they've got a big sale on it. It was like, you know, 20% mm. off this and fucking half price that. I picked it up and I'm like, I really like this movie, but the Blu-ray has the commentary and this one doesn't. This one's $10 more. But I don't want to yeah. watch it in Blu-ray quality. I want to watch it in 4K quality. All right, all right, buy both. <laughs> Look, this is this is something that has actually stopped me from physical media. Well, yeah, there are certain movies I haven't picked up. I was like, I'd really like to have this in library. I would like to have the Batman in. I picked it up too, library. and there was no special features. And I was like, I'm not buying this. <laughs> or you know, or Dune. But I'll wait for you know Dune Part Two to come out yeah. and all that kind of. But yeah, no, you're right. You're 100 percent right, Dennis. Because I mean, I was watching an old movie yesterday when I was. Yeah, instead of doing the stuff that I was going to do, ended up like, oh, I did, I'd forgot that I had that. Oh, I'm going to watch this old horror movie from the 80s. And it was, you know, a DVD. And like, wow, this DVD's got, you know, this is a very mid-range release, but it's got commentary, it's got deleted scenes, it's got, a, you know, some old sort of archival making-of footage. Uh, it makes no sense to me that the DVDs have a plethora of bonus content and the 4K has nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? What is going on? Anyway, this is this has been Guy and Dano with Old Man Yells at Cloud. Well, I had to get that out, and you're the only one I, person I know that would appreciate that. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I 100% agree with you. <laughs> all right, well, my favourite moments. Do, are you out of yours? You, you've said all yours? I'm done. I'm done. I liked Homer. He'd been chased around by spiders, blah, 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 blah. Falls over, lands under the door. <gasps> A spider! That's what was bothering me. I liked where the mother... Uh, my mother... Uh, the, Homer and Marge were fighting, and Lisa's like, we need to get out of here before Dad does the bad impression of Marge. And he starts doing it. I, was like, I just mm. like that. That is just a thing that it is. I, I thought their ranting back and forth was quite funny. I like Marge standing up for herself as well. True. It's, it's not often that she goes, well, you know what? You're not fucking perfect either. And she starts listing off all these things. I, I yeah. thought that was good. But I also just enjoyed Marge and Homer kissing to make up, where she just just slaps one on his yeah. lips. Like, like she, they really got into it. She was like, oh, come here and just give him a big kiss. And I was like, I like this. And I like seeing 
them uniting again for, for a reason that made sense and was believable. True. And something nice about that as well was after they've had that, you know, that proper smooch, put some French on it. Um, you can see them both sort of smiling at each other. It's like, oh, okay, this is why we're together. You know, yeah. we're, we're kind of, we're good at this. Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right, Mr. Davis, it is time for some trivia of Mobile Homer. But before then, we've got some shout-outs, starting with our $20 patrons. We've got a newbie this week. His name is Plain Old Matt. Thank you for joining the $20 patron family. Also, Thank you, Matt Selman. Yes. <laughs> also, we have Andrew Davis. We have Ryan Dunlap, Jared Howard, Christopher Trent Darby, Andrew Zer. And Andrew Zer, he gives us $50 a month. So, round of applause to Andrew Zer. Thank you so much. Super, Zer, Zer, super friend Zer. of the show. Absolute oh, champion, that man. He is now Sir Zer. Yes, he sure is. Uh, Jordan Moleman Ritchie, Steamed Ham Champion Dylan Haggett, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, uh, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Declan Phoenix, Lewis Kavanagh, Jack McFadden, Grand Skipper Noah, Heath Appleby, Preston Murray, and Adric McLeod. Thank you once again, guys, for being $20 patrons. We love each and every one of you. And we also love these people as well. They are new members of the Four Finger Discount Patreon family. We have new members, Mr. Mm-hmm. Dave. It's very exciting. This one, what a name. Jean-Claude New. <laughs> <laughs> Jean Claude. Is there any other famous Jean Claude besides the Jean Claude Van Damme? I'm I'm sure if you went to France or Belgium, you would find heaps. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah. uh, how many have uh, made the leap out of uh, out of the French speaking nations? I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, it's JCVD or GTFO, really. Uh, Mark Leith and Jack Sharp as well as Hugh Jass and Mitch Halter. They've upgraded their patronage as well. Thank you guys for doing that. And also Whoa. shout out to our $100 patron, Mr. Elliot J from the Simpsons Index podcast, which we will be recording next week. Mr. Dave is going to join him on his show and will be part of the Simpsons Index podcast. So make sure you guys go and subscribe to that so you can hear Guy and Dando on that podcast as well. Good golly. Yes, it's going to be exciting times here at Four Finger Discount and on the Simpsons Index. But enough about that. It's time for some trivia. Mr. Davis, what's your first question for me? Okay. You paid attention to it, I'm sure. So what was on Homer's hat when he was cleaning the garage? I did not pay attention at all. What was it? Oh, he had Hunk on his hat. Oh, yes, and he took it off. Oh, the Fantasy Homer, yes. The Fantasy Homer, sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Who was on the front cover of the magazine that Homer throws up? Or he was, or my, there was a, a famous 80s character on the front of a magazine. It was Alf. It was Alf, yeah. <laughs> but who does Alf hate? Victoria Principal. There we go. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was going to be a question, but instead I'll ask you another question. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Lisa is wearing a t-shirt from the Goodwill, where is it a t-shirt from? Who does in, is it California? That's a good question. It's, um, it's Hooters though, right? It is Hooters and it's also a specific location. But I thought it was, it does not say California? I don't think it does. Well, if it does, it says somewhere before CA. Ah, LA? No, no. Who does Manhattan Beach? I have n- no idea. I don't know where Manhattan Beach is. I don't think it's in Manhattan. Oh, I thought you, I thought you were asking me a question, who does Manhattan Beach? And I was like, is that a song? I don't know that. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the, t- the, Ho- the Hooters t-shirt said, yep. Hooters, Manhattan Beach. Ah, so, okay. I thought, is that in California? Did it say California at all? Or am I just imagining that? I think you might be imagining it, although Manhattan <laughs> okay. Beach might be in California. Let's have yeah, a look. Man- I don't think so. Manhattan Beach, you would have to assume, would be in uh, Manhattan, right? 
You would think so, but I mean, while Manhattan is an island, I don't think it actually has beaches. I think it might be in California. Hang on, one of those man-made beaches. <laughs> Manhattan city in California. Oh, I'm pretty sure it said California. I'm pretty sure okay. it did. Manhattan Beach is a laid-back South Bay, uh, South Bay community popular with families and outdoor enthusiasts. You know, how, you know how we solve this? We go to Frankiac and we type shirts dead people and that scene will come up. You do that. Shirts dead people. Oh, no, people died in that shirt. That's what they say. Yeah. People died. <laughs> we need to make sure that Dan does not losing his mind. Yeah. Uh, Lisa's shirt says... Just says Manhattan Beach. I don't know where California from, but the, how eerie is it that it actually is in California? <laughs> <laughs> See, you, you know geography better than you think. Yeah, apparently so. All right, my next question for you is, what was the name of the woman on the TV show? The Home Maker to Homeless video. Uh, it was Brenda, wasn't it? It was Brenda, not Brendan. Brenda, yeah. Brenda. Ah. <laughs> um, what is the brand of motorhome that Homer bought? Oh, damn. I remember seeing it too. I don't know whether I wrote it down. What was it? Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Mm, no. Damn it. Well, much like my home, it was a classy crib. Classy crib, yes. <laughs> but with a K. What was the name of the um of the monkey? Can you remember? Oh. Think of Donkey Kong. Well, I always think of Donkey Kong. But, um <laughs> <laughs> Was it just Kong? It was, <laughs> was Camper Kong. It's Camper Kong. Camper Kong. <laughs> All right. And my final question is, what was uh, the man making, the guy that owns the RV, what was he cooking for himself when Marge pulled the plug in the power? Oh, he was making a, a Monte Cristo sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's not golden brown, not brown. It's not nothing. <laughs> it's not nothing. <laughs> All right. That's trivia, guys, for Mobile Homer. We'll be right back after this short break with our full in-depth review. Stick around. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can show your support by joining the family at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Here you'll get ad-free early access to all of our shows, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as bonus podcasts such as Tales of Futurama and Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes from the first 10 seasons. So go ahead and join the family today at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. The original air date of Mobile Homer was March 20th, 2005. It was written by Tim Long and directed by Raymond S. Percy. Uh, The chalkboard gag was nothing because it didn't exist, but the couch gag was one that I didn't mind where Homer rips off his mask and turns out to be very uh, Mission Impossible-esque. It's actually Sideshow Bob (laughs) pretending to be Homer and he chases Bart off with a knife. thought it was pretty cool. (laughs) I always like getting Sideshow Bob on the show. Indeed. Bring him back. All right, so... So the episode kicks off with Marge taking the kids for a Sunday drive. And I've got Scott here in brackets. This is a great way to keep the kids occupied. Just get in the car. You don't have to do anything. They're strapped to their seats. You just fill them full of snacks in the back seat. Put them whatever the fucking music they want to listen to. You just kill an hour. Because <laughs> Tuesdays now is now daddy daycare. Nicola works. I watch the kids all day. By the way, <laughs> uh, congratulations to my wife, Nicola. She's just been uh, promoted to manager at her position, at her workplace. Congratulations, Nicola. Yeah. See, that's one of the benefits of me leaving my job because my job wasn't paid as much as what hers pay is because it's a government job. So you get tax thresholds better and fucking blah, blah, blah. Better pay anyway. But I left, which means that she, I could watch the kids, which means she could work more. And within like a month and a half, she's got a, she's a manager. <laughs> oh. 
See, everything's everything's coming up Dando household. I mean, you know, yeah. you're a, you're a modern man, you know, sort of being a stay at home dad, and when you're not, you know, out mowing lawns and making podcasts, and you know, she's rising up the corporate ladder. Wow, it's good I am stuff. Li- I'm living the dream. I'm sleeping with the boss. <laughs> 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 but um, but yeah, so she's keeping the kids occupied for a Sunday drive, just getting them away from the garage because that's the thing. I, I struggle, for example, doing the garage, right? I mm. can't get into the mindset of I'm going to be productive out there when I can hear the kids fucking wrecking the place in here. I just can't do it. If the kids are at daycare or they're gone, because my mum took the kids away the other day when I was doing it. If they're out of the house, it's just like, right, this is my time. I can get shit done now. So that's why Marge is taking the kids out, both saying that they're bored. Lisa has a line here where I'm just like, can we stop with this whole fucking Lisa being older than what she needs to be, talking about the terrorists and the ozone yeah. depletion. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like you've, you've, <laughs> you're ruining, like the character used to be a, somewhat annoying, but now she's just- Always annoying. Yeah, but she's more annoying, but she's it's almost like she's just patronizing everybody now. She's self-righteous. It's like, just shut the fuck up. It's, it's annoying now. But uh, they go and say, Krusty, fishing hat means leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Marge then imagines Homer cleaning at the garage and her vision is Homer being a super hunk and he's lost weight and he's grown hair and everything's super clean and that's what mm. I think Nicola envisions when I say I'm going to get the garage sorted today and she I don't know if, so I said I was going to do it it was like Saturday or whatever mum took the kids out I said I was going to spend the day going through the garage Nicola walked out at like 3.30 to see my progress and the look on her face was just like have you done anything? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like oh I'm so sorry <laughs> but Marge sorry, boss. Yes, Marge has. Sorry, but sorry, literally, boss. Yeah, uh, Marge has this vision that Homer's going to have the garage all super clean. When in reality, he's just cracking a beer and getting absolutely nothing done. But that's just what you know when you walk into a, a messy room and you're like, "I'm going to clean this up," but you just don't know where to start. Sometimes it's like, "Oh, oh, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. to do." Move this paper box full of papers to this side of the room, <laughs> and then. Oh. Yeah, it's lucky. I mean, th- th- those uh, four finger discount pals. You can't see what's on the floor here of my den slash study, but it's yeah, it's boxes that have been moved from one corner to the other. Well, it's like, okay, well, that's a bit of work done for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Tick that box, done, mm. work. Uh, but I, I did like Homer here, the, well, it's no use keeping two skis. Might as well just keep one. <laughs> <laughs> then he picks up the box. Oh, no, he's, first of all, he sees the spider and he's... Stupid spider afraid of dying. And he picks up the box and he tries to <laughs> tries to find it. It turns out there's hundreds of little ones underneath. They all fall on him. And he picks up... I like the um, the Charlotte's dead. The spider poison. Yeah. yeah. And um, he sprays the poison on himself and ends up making himself sick. He falls underneath the door. And because the spider starts coming down towards his face, he picks up some magazines to throw at the spider, hits the button, and the door keeps coming up and down on top of him. By the way, apparently that happened to John Frink. No shit, did it really? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if that's, that's exactly what happened to John Frank, but apparently his, um, this uh, part of the storyline was inspired by him uh, cleaning out his garage and getting into all manner of shenanigans as a result. Where'd you read that? Uh, Wikipedia. I was on the wiki page. I saw none of that. <laughs> well, are you on the wiki page now? Because look at the photo and it's yeah. got underneath inspired by John Frank. Oh, you're right. It does too. Must you must you must mention it in the audio commentary, which I didn't get to finishing. But anyway, uh, so yeah, okay. So it's based on a true story. That's always been a fear of mine. When the door's coming down, it's like 
sometimes I have to push the door and then race out the front. Like Nicholas went in the car, she's like, close the door. So I push the button and I run like Indiana Jones. But I'm like, in reality, it's going to stop if it hits me. It's not going to keep going. No. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just yeah. scared. It's a bit like an elevator door in that regard. You think, oh, you've seen so many movies. It's like, oh, crunched to death by the elevator doors or oh, I get trapped in it and then ugh, get beheaded or something. Like it's not going to happen. No, it never happened. It will- they have a safety measure. It will stop and reopen again. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but yeah, so he's stuck on the ground and the, the door's closing up and down on him. The, the family arrive. This is the only part of the episode where I went, what? This is going, this went nowhere where he says, now it's time to open up the envelope that I gave you. And she opens up the drawing that Bart did of Homer stuck underneath the garage door. I was like, huh? Oh, no, I think, I think Homer, I think, I think Bart just realized Homer's a dumbass. He's going to get it. I thought it might have been a movie spoof that I that I was lost on me or something. No, no. Look, it wasn't a great game, but I actually didn't mind it. I thought, oh, you know, Bart knows that you know, his dad is such a doofus that uh, he's going to mess up in one way or another. And, yeah, he was actually right on with his prediction. I saw that and went, oh, maybe this is going to have a sub-story of Bart being like a Nostradamus where he starts predicting things. That'll be actually a funny story. I just... They were going to be cool if like some character started randomly predicting things just by, by mm. chance, which could be a take on The Simpsons predicting the future. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, get writing on that one. Let's do it, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Lisa performs CPR, which she learned whilst the other kids were finishing their maths tests. And then Homer wakes up. And he, when, when he was dead, I was like, oh, shit, he's dead. <laughs> so he well, like, he okay. was looking very pale, very yeah, gray, yeah. gray blue, yeah. Like when he um, when he ate that, that Subway sandwich. I oh, know. <laughs> but, um, but he babbles and falls into a bin. And he's not feeling well. But we're in bed that night. And Marge is now worried that what would happen to him financially if he did pass away. What would the kids and I do if something happened to you? Don't worry. If I croak, you'll marry Lenny. Or Mo. The winner will be determined by a card game I invented. I got all the rules written down. Up here. And then they go through all the vacation photos showing off Homer getting himself into all weird situations because Marge says, you're always nearly dying. <laughs> you keep almost dying to the tune of Vacation by the Go-Go's. Yes, you love the Go-Go's, don't you? I do indeed. <laughs> yeah, good band. <laughs> That's some, that's some banger tunes. Were they like the, the first legit girl rock band? Oh, I'm pretty sure there was the Joan Jett and the Runaways before that. And um, Yeah, that would have been 70s, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, the guy goes, well, yeah, our lips are sealed and we got the beat. Fantastic songs. They did walk like an Egyptian, right? That was the Bangles. The, maybe I'm thinking of the Bangles, maybe. That's what I'm getting confused for. Okay. Who had oh. the the Summer Rain girl? That was Gogo's lead singer, Belinda Carlisle, when she yeah, went Yeah, Belinda song. Carlisle. Yes. Yes. May I just say, <laughs> uh, she um, I, I did like the gag of her turning off the music. <laughs> she tells him, you know, you need to buy life insurance. Oh, I'm not going to die for many, many years. Cut to him stuck in the window, under much like the door. I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> We're now at the Merry Widow Insurance. Denial, anger, acceptance, cash. <laughs> Homer's doing the interview, trying to get his insurance. And he's just, do you smoke? Yes, I smoke. You don't smoke. Shh, I wanted to think I'm cool. <laughs> so he, she basically, she, he says he's had a stroke and heart attacks and all these other things. And she's not going to do it. She says, nope. So she goes to put the, these, um, his claim form in the shredder. If I sign it, I still count. She sticks his hand in, cuts his hand, and she stamps on him uninsurable. March is then watching TV with Maggie. And on comes from homemaker to homeless. And as you were saying earlier, it's about Brenda, who was married to a rich guy. And then he dies suddenly. Was <laughs> yeah, a heart attack on the tennis court? Yes. Lifetime TV presents from homemaker to homeless. Mm. Oh, Roger, 
I just love our present lifestyle. Don't thank me. Thank our many debts and obligations. <laughs> Honey, stop kidding around. Honey! Brenda, I'm afraid your husband had no insurance. Well, how will I feed my family? You should have thought of that before you had children with a dead man. Oh, this is only based on a story. A true story. Brenda! Where's your wealth? Gone! Along with my sanity! <laughs> but I'm still pretty, right? Right? The real Brenda later went to Harvard Medical School as a cadaver. Margin panics and she says Maggie needs to slow down, stuck in that, that pacifier, that dummy, until it's going to last until she was five. The kids are now having budgetos for breakfast, and you, but you've got to assemble it yourself, as Marge says, and they save 50 cents for the nest egg on that purchase. But that, to me, I'm just like, if I save 50 cents on a box of cereal, I'm like, well done, Dando. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, love, yeah. I love, I just love a bargain. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, it, uh, I get emails, I think it's either every Tuesday night or Wednesday day from the two main supermarket chains, Coles and Woolies, they're saying... Guy, we've noticed that you've purchased these things in the past. These things are on special this week. You may have, you you may want to come in and check it out. It's like, oh, I will get so and so for half price off. Yay! Shortcut bacon, eight dollars a kilo. <laughs> what? Yeah. So it's a nice little dopamine rush, and yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> I, I see like emails from like I don't know, JB Hi-Fi or whatever. I'm just like, uh oh. I better not open that one. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, I did. You mentioned the twenty percent off sale earlier. I'm like. Well, let's just see what's in my JB wish list and let's do a little price comparison with Amazon.com.au and see, well, okay, yeah, well. I always, do, I always do the comparison as well. I actually went to the counter when I was at JB the other day and I was like, so this is buy one, get one free and then 20% off on top. She's like, yep. I'm like, Brendan, don't say anything. Don't embarrass yourself. Just go over to the DVD section and purchase everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm always, it's always great when you get that double, uh, double whammy as well. It's yeah. Like, Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, so that one's for free and 20% off free? You're going to pay me to have this? (laughs) (laughs) It's always good good fun when you're able to sort of just, you know, not put as much money in their pocket. Keep a little in your own. I was walking past because JB Hi-Fi is right next to Best and Less, and they've got all these new range of Simpsons shirts for kids. And I was like, oh, well, I've got to. And I, they they all had $12 each on them. And I was buying them. I bought like, three i think and the girl at the counter goes no if you if you buy another one you'll get these for seven dollars each and i went excuse me she goes oh they're two for seven uh they're they're two for 14 so seven dollars each so you can either buy this one for 12 mm. or pay an extra two dollars and get an extra one and i was like i'll be right back <laughs> so i came back, with like, came back with like 20 shirts <laughs> uh anyway uh. <laughs> please patrons keep patronizing the show so we can continue continue to be bargain hunters Oh, Ali's going to make some great videos for the YouTube channel on his new Simpsons gear. He loved it. It's going to be great. And Holly's got some too. It's pretty cool. She's got a shirt that's um, Lisa, you know, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but getting back to the episode. Uh, so, yeah, so Homer hasn't been given the insurance and Marge has seen the show and she's panicking. They're all having the, the cheap, cheap budgetos. Um, but she's saving money for a very rainy day. And the kids realize, okay, it's when Homer carks it. 
And Homer's like, well, don't worry, Marge. I've ordered all those tapes on how to save money. And I pay for express delivery. And she's like, no, no, I've, I've got a book from the library that says the exact same thing. Well, I'll always get the whole company to, you know, to take it back and at my expense. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's just, he's terrible with his money. And I can kind of relate to that. Nicola, I don't know how she puts up with me. <laughs> I buy so much useless shit. But the, um, he says he's going to get a whole... T- I just liked the delivery here. I'm going to get a whole... I'm going to a, a lawyer on top of that. Actually, a whole team of lawyers who will dine on mustard flown in from the Orient. <laughs> no more Oriental mustard. <laughs> Bart and Lisa are then wearing shirts that Marge has picked out for him that they were once worn by people who have died, like Hooters. And I think Bart says ERA here or something like that. Uh, it was the uh, ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment. So ah, okay, ERA. I think the, yeah, it's part of the gag that they're, both, that they're wearing T-shirts that really the other should be wearing. Exactly, Yes. Homer sneaks in some outside suds into Moe's and Moe's is having none of it. This leaves Homer to vent as he looks at that nest egg jar and he's, you know, I'm, I work my ass off for this money. It's my money. I should be able to do what I want with it. And <laughs> have you ever been in that situation? Like, you know, you, you were once married where your partner is just like, you know, you can't buy that. And it's like, but I worked for that money. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think I should be allowed to decide on what I spend that money on. <laughs> there is that. I mean, I've been very fortunate to be uh, involved with or partnered up with uh, with women who are a lot more savvy than I am when it comes to balancing the books and all that kind of business. To the point where, you know, when uh, when my ex-wife and I were married, I had a little separate side account. Not a secret one. Just, you know, I was like, okay, here's the one that everything goes into. I think we both had little... Uh, individual accounts that we, you know, it's like, oh, we'll siphon a little off and, and and that's your money. Do as you please with it. So, you know, like, ooh, here's my Amazon money. You know, so, uh, yeah. But two dangerous syllables in this household for me, after pay. <laughs> that's true. I think I've got, uh, I think I've got like, hmm, I think I've got four things currently on going on after pay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, I just get, I, I get a text message every time it's like, just a reminder, we're going to be taking this money out of your bank tomorrow. And it's like, all these things, and I'm like, oh, Nicolette going to be mad tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, where are I? So Mar- this is where Mar- Marge walks in, and she's bought 300 cans of the discount soup, which at least pays off at the end. At least it wasn't just a, a one-and-done gag. So uh, Mar- a lot of time is justification here. We can't spend money when we're dead, so why don't we just enjoy it now? And I'm like, I see it from both sides. Marge needs money saved away for when he does die, or if he does die, because they need to live off of that. But it's like, hey, it's just money. Just fucking spend it. You make more. Both points are valid. <laughs> yeah, that I, is I like true. when I like when people say, you know, you've got your um, inheritance, but here, have it now because I want to see you enjoy it. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, if if I ever like one touch lot or whatever, and my kids had an inheritance, I would give it to them before I die because I, I want to see them go on a big holiday. I want to see them yeah. buy that house they've always wanted. Don't fucking wait till I'm dead. I I like giving. Well, I think I like giving because I like seeing people happy as a result. And so, if I had the chance to give my kids all this money now, I'd be like, take it. Take everything. Spend it. <laughs> uh, so, but Homer's, he, he refuses to accept that he wastes money. Don't you think you've had enough fun? Last year, you spent $5,000 on donuts, 2000 on scalp massages, 500 on body glitter. Hey, I earned that money. While you lounge around here doing laundry and putting up drywall, I'm at work busting my hump. Oh, please. From what I hear, you waltz in there at 1030, take a nap on the toilet, then sit around Googling your own name until lunch. <gasps> Who told you that? You shouted it while we were making love. Now look here, mister. I pay the bills, I do the budget, and I'm in charge of the money. 
Are you going to let her push you around? Yeah, show that skirt who's bossy. Give us our independence, Homer. Yes, President Franklin. I uh, was never president. I invented some kind of stove. Well, I invented a popsicle made of Mountain Dew. Sweet. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's swell. Marge then drinks the Columbia Shame coffee that you were dis- discussing earlier. She looks out the window and Homer has not spent the savings on an RV. He spent the savings on the down payment for an RV. Would you be inclined to do the RV life? So many people were doing it just coming out of COVID because I think they had that that travel bug. They're like, now I can yeah. go anywhere whenever I want to. <laughs> and then they, they buy it and they're like, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to stay home. <laughs> but all their, all their friends who have kids are like, oh, we're, we're all, we just purchased the latest RV. Like they've all got their RVs now and they're all going to go have RV camps and stuff like that. I reckon they've been once and one of them mm. didn't know how to set up the fucking tent properly. Like It's just the idea of being able to go now. Because you know when they said, you can't leave your house. And then they're just yeah. like, go children, run you're- free. And everyone's like, I will. I'm going to yeah, go here. The- I'm going to go there. And I'm going to buy this. And we didn't. we just went back to our normal mundane lives again. Yeah, I mean, the lovely Louise and I will, you know, occasionally say, hashtag van life, babe. <laughs> and, you know, I think, I've, I think Lou would be actually kind of keen to get, a, like, a decent caravan and do a bit of uh, nomadic stuff, you know, later in the game. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that at all, honestly. I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to go on road trips, uh, and, but more like stay in motels, even if they're shitty motels. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about the, I don't know about the caravan so much. We went camping with a bunch of, a uh, bunch of friends, I think you discussed this, and you got like two days in, and you both looked at each other and went, "Now we're going back home again, right?" We're going. Home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I admired the hell out of the people who were doing it well because this was a circle of friends who all really liked to camp, and there was, you know, one couple in particular who had a really nice setup, and you know, not all the mod cons, but it's like oh, this doesn't really feel like roughing it that much, you know. Mean, but at the same time, I was like, I think I like four walls and a roof. Yes. And uh, Netflix. And Netflix. <laughs> but they have this big argument and they start slamming various doors and windows to the point that Homer locks himself out of the van. Homer <laughs> explains to the kids that he and Marge have taken a bit of a break and he says he's going to go on motorhome makeover, which doesn't actually happen, which I thought would have been quite quite funny. Yeah. But they do like taking off uh, reality shows these days and in The Simpsons in season 16. But Bart says, okay, so basically you were mad enough to leave the house, but you're not mad enough to leave the property. That's it. My half ass dad. I'm like, yep, that's pretty much what's <laughs> happened here. But then he shows off the RV. And I like this when they're going through and checking out where the beds are and stuff. As you were saying earlier, like cheap, cheap shitty motels. One of my favorite parts about going on holiday is getting to the motel room or the hotel room and going, all right, let's assess this room. What are the pros? What are the cons? <laughs> what do we like about it? What, do we, what don't we like? <laughs> Just like, oh. There's a bed in this one. This will be my room. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, I've got the spare bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the, the little, the, the sad little single bed up against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I'm, if I'm, you know, tossing and turning too much, babe, if you can't get comfortable, I'll go sleep on that one. I'll go sleep on that one. <laughs> Woohoo. Uh, Homer and Marge compete for their children's love. I'll let you sass me. I'll let you punch me. But Homer ends up <laughs> winning, uh, saying that he'll let, let them have Christmas tomorrow. And then Marge watches them. We'll see the, sees the silhouette of them dancing to Welcome to the Jungle. I just, I just enjoyed that visual of them just having a great time <laughs> with Welcome to the Jungle. It's just Welcome to the Jungle is one of those songs where if you want to get a party started, whack that on. It's just, it's such a good, let's get this thing going song. Oh yeah, because it gives you a little warm up as well. And yeah. you know, you've got, you've got maybe a good 
15, 20 seconds before the and then they're like, shit's getting Boy, that's the quality content to which you tune into Four Finger Discount for. It's like the, as we always discuss, the the intro to I Like Big Butts. It's got a little intro, it's just like enough time to get to the dance floor. Oh, Get there, get there, get there. Skull the drink, run, run. Push the girls out of the way. I've got to get there. Uh, again, they've, get- they've, they've, they've clearly got, you know, a nice um, uh, music clearance budget because, I mean, Vacation by the Go-Go's will probably cost you a couple of cents. Gunners, yeah. oof, even more. And they've used that before. I remember when Marge and the Lamb, we revisited for the Guy in Springfield series on our Patreon where ah. Ruth picks her up from the house, Marge, and they take off with Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> uh, great episode. Very um, underrated episode, Marge and the Lamb. I advise if you're, if you're a fan of the show and you want to support and get access to that review, check it, check it out on Patreon. Um, it's a very, very enjoyable episode, Marge and the Lamb. Um, Homer then gets free gas because he spent $1,000 on petrol, <laughs> as we call <laughs> it here. And the man is very impressed. He's oh, another sultan of the slow lane. He shows off his motorhome as well. This next part was funny, but also so depressing. I'm looking for a place to dock the beast. I don't mean you, Martha. I've never loved you either. (laughs) We use jokes to mask our pain at the death of our son. Really. Homer, uh, he he says they can all um, use his backyard um, to to hang out. He allows the convoy to stay. Uh, (laughs) If my my wife asks, you're here for a Bozcast contest. Concert. (laughs) Marge, they like me for my well, they like me for me and my plumbing and gas hookups. But then they play the RV national anthem, and I was like, guys, you are not being nice to Marge. You're using her backyard. What are you doing? They're absolute yeah. dicks. All their fumes they have a big impact on the Flanders. What do you think of this? Where it's like a vision of Jesus trying to kill the Flanders. I was like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> They're all singing around the campfire, having a great time. Marge says it's time to go to sleep. And was like, we've got the power now and you can't turn us off. So she goes down and proceeds to turn the power off. Turn it off. <laughs> Pulls the plug and there the guy was making a, a Monte Cristo sandwich and he's cracked, he's cracked the shit. So they all leave. They've all had enough. They're just using Homer. And then they get back to the room and I thought there was the transition here felt off. It cuts to Marge and Homer in the bedroom. Marge saying, you don't belong out there. You belong in, in the bed with your wife. And I was like, huh? What? What? But now, now you love him again? I thought you were just angry. I feel like there was a scene edited out there that showed that she was missing him or something i don't know but, yeah. but anyway uh they're back in the bedroom and you know, she says that you know she, she wants him back here and he calls the, the bed a loveless slab of bossiness and this is where marge has had enough and she fights back and you know you um you think brushing your teeth is foreplay and you know i could have married sideshow mel and the kids over here in the morning did you, ever, did you ever hear bob and margaret having a fight when you were a kid i, I think i heard the, i heard the occasional disagreement but uh who ran the household was it Bobby or was oh, it Margaret? Margaret? Yeah, it's oh, Margaret. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Bob Bob brought in the bacon and, and Margaret determined how it was uh, divvied up. <gasps> well, you're not perfect either. Name one way I'm not. You hide food in my hair? You think brushing your teeth is foreplay? I'll have you know I could have married Sideshow Mel. Oh, they're really going at it. Do you think they're going to get divorced? No, I don't see Dad doing all that paperwork. What? 
I seem to recall you asked me to get this fat. Oh, boy. Let's get out of here before Dad does a bad impression of Mom. Ooh, I'm Marge Simpson. Don't eat off the floor. Mm. And I am so sick of that story about finding an onion ring on your French fries. It was 20 years ago. That was my Woodstock. We've all got that one story where it was like the greatest day of our lives and our partner was just sick of hearing about it. <laughs> Lou and I went out for drinks, the uh, not Sunday most recent, but the one before that. And, you know, these are new... Oh, it's a school friend of Lou's. I'm meeting them for the first time and all that kind of stuff. So it's all getting to know you business. And they're asking, you know, what I do for a living. And I said, I'm a, a noted podcaster, a four-finger discount. <laughs> but uh, also said... No, actually, I'm quite interested in hearing about four finger discount, but um, also I mentioned my you know day job as a as a yeah. sub editor and sort of trotted out my usual line about you know journalists write the stories, subs fix the stories, and realised how many times has Lou heard me say that? Yeah, you know, is she she's just going to dump my ass one day? But you know, just like come on, <laughs> you're meant to be a word guy. Come up with better anecdotes, or she could just be cool and just say it before you say it. That's true. <laughs> but I, I, we were driving down Ballarat Road the other night, and we're at the lights about to turn right down Thompson Road. Local reference, I know. But you know what I'm talking about. And Nicholas okay. goes, hey, babe, did you know Guy's dad used to own that place? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I've told that story a few times. But yeah, you know, that was my Woodstock. Uh, Lisa says, I've got an idea. And they, they starts moving, but says, take the, take the vehicle back to the dealer. I was going to say, go talk to Reverend Lovejoy. That's a great idea. And then they drive off as Homer's saying, what about my woman he needs? It's- the kids are now driving. And they've got the map and they're driving towards, or Bart knows where to go because he can see Camper Kong, the big balloon off in the distance. And then we get Bob. Bob returns from Call of the Simpsons, episode six or seven or whatever it was, when they get lost in the forest. This is the guy who Homer buys the RV from. Oh. You know, no, Mr. Simpson, that's a bad siren. <laughs> Which was voiced by, I believe, Albert Brooks back in the I day. Believe so. Oh, was yeah, Albert, was that, did Albert Brooks voice him in this? Let's have a look at the credits. I don't think he did. I don't think I saw his name in the credits. Uh, don't look like it. No. Hmm. Anyway, but yeah, what were you going to say? Sorry. Let me ask you, Homer. Have you ever heard a, a good siren? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mister Simpson, that's a bad siren. <laughs> uh, let's look it up. Bob Call Simpsons. Is it, isn't it just RV Bob? Cowboy Bob was his name. Yeah, so the last episode he appeared in was When Flanders Failed, and he appeared in this one here, and I believe this was his last... Oh, no, he appears... Uh, just a couch gag later on, but this is the last episode that he appears in, besides The Simpsons movie, but I'm assuming he's just a background character. So Albert Brooks in The Call of the Simpsons, and Dan voiced him in Mobile Homer. There we yeah. go. His last speaking role in The Simpsons. But I, I enjoyed that little throwback. I was like, ah... Oh, it's an RV. It's Cowboy Bobby's back. <laughs> Would it be cool if they got Albert Brooks for it? But anyway, it's not too bad. He's, he's a busy fun. fella. <laughs> he is a very, very busy fella. Uh, but yeah, so they're driving towards the uh, the Camper Kong. That's where Bart's heading towards because they're taking the RV back. And then Marge and Homer, they're still arguing. Marge is saying, you know, you can't take anything seriously, even like your bankruptcy hearing. That judge thought I rocked. Case closed. <laughs> in fact, the case is still open. And then if you need me, I'm going to be in my trailer. And he goes towards the RV, but the RV has gone. Mm. He's really sad about it. And they find the note from Bart and Lisa. Homer says, yeah, every parent's nightmare. They've stolen a car and they're home alone. <laughs> <laughs> and even did a little sort of home alone. Yeah. They've got face. the... Um, the back to the kids now driving um, driving the RV back to the dealer. They think they've got the right map, but no, it's just the Flintstones fun map. I like to have his little note. Dino, 
short for dinosaur. dinosaur? Remember, <laughs> ask Jeeves. <laughs> How 2005 was that? Ask Jeeves. Oh my God, ask Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but they drive onto the freeway, even though they didn't want to really. Would you look at those Simpson kids? Last year it was Razor scooters, this year they're driving RVs. When I was a kid, my mom would give me an empty egg carton and I'd pretend it was a spaceship to the moon. Ha, <laughs> you never guess what I use for astronauts. Uh, I'm gonna say eggs. Shut up. I feel like they've got a real rivalry now between uh, Lou and Wiggum, don't you reckon? They're always hanging shit on each other. It's very antagonistic, that relationship. Yeah. Never used to really be like that, no. No. But, um, but Marge and Homer, they've gone to find the kids and they see them in traffic, but they get lost in the traffic because there's so many SUVs. But don't worry, there's a gentle curve up ahead. <laughs> All the SUVs <laughs> fall down. Oh. And the kids then see them and they want them to kiss and make up. Marge, pull over! Well, stop fighting! We promise! Prove it! Yeah, kiss and make up! We're not quite there yet, but we've opened up a dialogue! Not good enough! Kiss! Oh. French it up, lover boy. I'm not a machine. I can't just turn it on. Oh, come here. Now pull over. First raise my allowance. Are you They start going downhill, Bart and Lisa, and Lisa can't reach the brakes, which makes them drive off the edge and onto uh, the star of Ankara, the Turkish freighter which is just waiting for them. Well, not waiting for them, but it's just conveniently placed there for them to land on. But then it starts taking off and Marge says, no, turn back, you got my kids on there. Did you get a kick out of what they were leaving for? What were they leaving for? We them. must take these Northern Exposure Season 1 DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I remember buying, I remember having no idea what Northern Exposure was, but I remember hearing a lot about it. Did you, remember, did you ever do that back in the day where... Before you could stream things and have you know, access to whatever you want, YouTube and things like that. It's like, I've heard this show's good. I'll buy one season of it and just see whether I like it. Did you oh, yeah, the blind that? buy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I bought so many movies from uh, from overseas thinking, I've read about this. Oh, this sounds good. And if it didn't pay off, it's like, oh, well, it was worth a try. Yeah. Take that one to the collection. <laughs> I used to take pride in how many movies I had in my collection. Were you ever like that? I used to think it was like a, a, a collection of honour. I'm like, that's right. I've got every movie up there. <laughs> I, I did think that, and I still do think that to some degree, but I'm also looking at going, half of these are never going to be watched again. Some of them are still in the plastic. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot still in the wrapper. Nicholas like, sell this. You don't need it. I'm like, it's not even worth anything anymore. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I mean, you could... I think some you just take down to the uh, to the salvos or whatever, uh, or some you can put on you know Geelong online sales or Facebook sales or whatever. I mean, uh, I'm I'm sort of trying to do that now. I'm organising like yeah, I think I'll keep this one, but now these can go, and then you try to organise them into packages. So it's like mm, buy three and for you know it's as we were saying earlier, buy so and so and you know get twenty percent off or whatever. Three, three for twenty and twenty percent off. I'm like, how could I say no? <laughs> Surprisingly, a lot of people are saying no. I remember taking a shitload of DVDs back, or to like not back, or take, took them to the salvos when I was moving out of home for the first time to move in with Nicola. Because I had boxes and boxes and boxes of DVDs, and I'm like, I'm never going to watch these again. And now I look back and I'm like, oh man, but the DVD com- the DVD commentary was on that one. It's not on the Blu-ray. What was I yeah. thinking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Do, do you have any re- regretful uh, like sales or or just? Clearing out what? shit. You ever look back and go, yeah. oh, I really shouldn't have got rid of that. Yeah, one or two. Yeah. I mean, look, none are sort of leaping to mind at the moment, but yeah, I'm sure there are some where I've gone, 
no, I should have kept that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, getting back to the episode, and Homer calls the um, the guy, the Turkish man, a cypress-splitting jerk. And for that, I keep your children. And you get a raising Christian? No. Or he says something along the lines, a certain type of Christian. <laughs> Will you raise them Christian? Coptic Christian. Yes, no. Marge then offers him 300 cans of Budget Club mushroom soup in return because, you know, if you just add some noodles and tuna fish, you get a casserole that's small on price but big on flavour. I love that bit because, like, I mean, I'll occasionally, you know, your, your magic two-minute noodles or whatever. It's yeah. like you're throwing a you know, handful of your, you know, your frozen, like, uh, peas, corns and carrot, maybe a tin of tuna. Bit of spice weasel. Bam! <laughs> Got yourself a stew, baby. Yeah, I, I love when you can just add really cheap stuff. Like, I look at, it gets like Saturday, Sunday, and I'm like, right, the next week I'm going to map out what I'm going to have for the week. I'm going to live mm. off like $5 a week. I'm going to have great meals. I'm going to be efficient. I'm going to make them more, blah, blah, blah. It gets like Monday, Tuesday night, and I'm like, so Indian or Thai? Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, Lovely Louise was working on one of her assignments last night, got to about 8 o'clock, and I'm like, She's like, what are you thinking about for dinner? I'm like, oh, well, you know, I, mean, I could go to the supermarket and grab some, you know, just some Singapore noodles and she's already on the Mac app. <laughs> and she's like, I really like a kebab. And I'm like, sweet, I'm going to kebab, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the man calls her, um, oh, you're a wise woman, but you're dressed like a Lebanese prostitute. But anyway, so they're now eating dinner on the freighter uh, with, with the men. And Homer's using the crane to pick up the RV and put it back on the pier. But unfortunately, the pier crashes and sinks. Bob oversees this, you know, water damage. You can't return it. I win again. He flies off on, on Camper Kong. And then Marge is just like, ah, oh, whatever. It's just money. And I was like, hang on a minute. Hang <laughs> on a minute. This whole episode was about you needing to save money. Come on. Let's, let's, let's and be real. explain the hashish in a meal. And I was like, ah, oh, at least you tried. At least you made an effort <laughs> to explain why she's accepting of this. I'll buy that. I'm okay. happy now. <laughs> all I all I need now is effort. If you put in some effort, I will accept things. If you just expect me to go, hey, Ghostbuster dance, I'm going to say, fuck you. This was a shit episode. But if you try to make sense of it, at least try to, I'll go, at least you tried. Here's the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Your dose with a little weed, that works. Okay, we'll go for it. Yes. All right. But yeah, overall, um, I know you said you didn't like it, but um, there was enough here, surely, to say that you enjoyed it, right? Once you break it down... Yeah, it's not quite the sum of its parts, but breaking it down to the parts, I'm like, hey, these parts, pieces, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> what do we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from Mobile Homer, Mr. Davis? Uh, that brushing your teeth actually is foreplay. <laughs> it's funny, like, Nick and I be like, go to bed or whatever, and Nick was like, um, she starts brushing her teeth, and I'm like, now? Like, now? What? Why? <laughs> I don't get <laughs> And Nicola's like a furious brusher. Like she'll brush her teeth for like three, four minutes, like and like really get in there. And I'm just like, oh, oh I'm going to sleep here. Come on. <laughs> but um, what did I learn? What did I learn from this? Well, I've learned you can never have too much soup, especially if you've got some noodles and tuna fish just hanging out in the cupboard as well. There you go. <laughs> from this day forward, your name shall be. All right, Mr. Davis. It's time for the. I was going to say for for your. New Name Championship, it is, isn't it? It's your official New Name Championship for season let's call, 16. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, before we get into uh, this week's winners, though, we have to read out the current leaderboard, which currently stands at this. We have a tie for first position. It's Luke mm-hmm. McKay and Philip Hawkins, both on 16 points. In second position, we have D.L. Gorman on 11 points. And in third position, we have Heath Appleby on 7 points. So, what have we got this week, Mr. Davis? 
Well, before we get into the points, a couple of honourable mentions. Got mm. a lot of lot of good uh, new titles this time around. I was very partial to Unhappy Camper. Unhappy Camper's pretty good. Um, mm. This person will be an unhappy camper that didn't get any points this week, though. It's Luke McKay. Oh, well, nice try, Luke. <laughs> you get an honourable mention, which is, hey, you're all winners, except you didn't get a point. Uh, and also, who dares Winnebago's? What a show that was. You, know, you stick your head in this bowl full of cat turds, we'll give you 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, our, 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 maybe our American friends and other parts of the world won't be familiar with the term who dares wins. Or Mike Whitney. Well, it was a TV show where you, you know, you performed all manner of silly stunts for, for cash, cash prizes. He literally just rocked up to like a supermarket and just be like, hey, I'll, if you push that old lady over, I'll give you 50 bucks. <laughs> but then they'd set up these really elaborate stunts where it's like, you jump off the third story of this ma- of this mall and land on this airbag that we've just put on the floor here. We'll give you 50 bucks. And it's like, is this safe? <laughs> it's just legal. Yeah. I'll do it for 500 bucks, maybe. um, But Who Dares Wins is also the motto of the SAS, the Special Air Services. Oh, is it really? I did not know that. Okay, then. Mm. Yeah, right. Cool. But yeah, Who Dares Wins, a great show hosted by Mike Whitney, who went on to be the referee of Gladiators. There you go. And who who gave us that uh, title? That was Philip Hawkins. The Hawk. So the two, the two first positions have gone all the way back to our honourable mentions. I mean, there's nothing wrong with honourable mentions, but it just means those two boys, zero points this week. Whoa. Exciting times. Who's going to get some points this week? Who got the one point this week, Mr. Davis? What's the, what's the title? Who got the one point? One point goes to Motorhomer. Oh, I like it. Simple. Yeah, that is from, oh, a new person to the New Name Championship leaderboard. It is Matt Collins. His first point. Well done, Matt. Matty. I wonder if that's plain old Matt. Just plain old Matt? I wonder if it's plain old Matt. I'm not too sure. Could be. Oh, actually, yeah, that's right. Um, our, our new buddy. That'd be cool. Let's, 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 I'll, I'll tell you. Let's have a look. Okay. Um. Let's go to... Actually, I don't know how I'd find that out. Don't worry about it. Because <laughs> our Patreon is just plain old Matt. Anyway, well, well done, Matt, Matt Collins. Congratulations. If being Matt Collins is, is also just Matt, let us know. Yes. You're a patron now. You can talk in the patron group on Facebook. That is right. Yes. So, um, uh, yes. Well done, Matt Collins. Next person. Two points. Two points. I really like this one. Scrimpin' ain't easy. Oh, that appeals to my wrestling heart. <laughs> Pippin' ain't easy. <laughs> The old Godfather theme, his catchphrase. That is my man, Mark Boston Burgess. Two points. Boston. Yeah, nice that one, puts buddy. him now. He's now won three points. Well done, Mark. He's three points Very. along with Alistair Danik. Very well done. But three points mm. goes to Homer away from home. Oh, that's a really good one, isn't it? <laughs> that's it awesome. is. It's the kind of quality you expect from one D.L. Gorman, though, isn't it? Is it? Yes. D.L. Gorman. All right. All right. So, the leaderboard has not changed, but D.L. Gorman has, now has more points. So he's, or they have uh, shrunk the, uh, the, uh, the, the lead the between themselves and Luke McKay and Philip Hawkins. So still in first, we have Luke McKay, Philip Hawkins on 16 points. In second position, D.L. Gorman is just two points behind now on 14 points. And third position, Heath Appleby still there on seven points. Don't forget, you want to be a part of this, just be a $1 plus patron. One single dollar redo per month. That's all it is. One single dollar redo. Get access to podcasts, the Facebook group, uh, the Guy Davis New Name Championship, and much, much more. It's just cost you a single dollar. You can do it, guys. Join the family. Patreon.com <laughs> slash four finger discount. But for now, Mr. Davis, it's time for the mailbag. Mailbag. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! All right, let's jump. I asked some uh, for some questions on our Twitter this week. 
So if you haven't followed us on Twitter yet, do so at Four Finger Pod, and uh, you can ask a question on there. I'm going to post it on there once a week now. Also, you can send your questions to SimpsonsMailbag at gmail.com. Uh, this question here comes from Mark Broderick at, uh, at mbroderick22. Other than Hank Scorpio, which one-time character would you like to have had a breakaway one-season miniseries? Ooh. Besides Hank Scorpio, do you reckon a uh, a prequel to Frank Grimes, his life? He's he's the one that sort of leaps to mind, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a bit a bit tough. From, um, sorry, was it Mark? Did you say Mark Broderick? Yes, Mark Broderick. Yes. Mark, yeah, a bit rough sort of taking Hank Scorpio out of the running because everybody loves Hank and we'd like to see more of him. Well, Frank Grimes, abandoned by his family at the tender young age of four. He never went to school. The video, it's just it's, it's the visual of the family dropping him off by the side of the road and then just driving away. It's, like, it's so bad. It's so harsh. But um, yeah, a, a, a Frank Grimes, you know, the like how he became Frank Grimes story would be cool. I would be happy to see... Every event in the life of Guy Incognito leading up to him entering Mars. Oh, yes, that would have been awesome. Homer? <laughs> Who is Homer? Well, yeah. <laughs> you posting that fucking thing at face at Pop Culture is one of the, the highlights of my actual <laughs> life. It literally was like one of the funniest moments of my life. It was just the best. <laughs> Firing a guy and then putting a thing in the company feed without getting removing said guy saying, hey, we're hiring more people because we're short on staff. That was the fucking crazy when you posted in there. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> fucking Guy Cognito. Oh, that was the best. I love that. Oh, and it deserved every second of it. It was just the best. <laughs> All right. Next question here. Pick one more from Twitter. We'll get to some more next week. Uh, okay. So I'm not sure whether you've actually seen it. You know what? I'm going to save that one because we're going to go back and review Principal and the Pauper, the one with the Armin Tamzarian Principal Skinner. We'll do that for um for Patreon in the, uh, okay. in the near future. So that was from uh, Seth Bullock. So look out for that one, Seth. Uh, top- Let's not forget it. Yep, Tom Batten. Which minor character would you like to see explored? I'm really surprised they haven't done anything with Marge's dad since the episode Fear of Flying. That's well, similar to the mm. first question, I guess, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah, yeah. But we, we tend to say, though, that sometimes the um the characters that, that are sort of like side characters, like comic book guy and things like that, when they explore them more, it's almost just like, hey, take away the take away the humor a bit because like I don't want to know about his life. I don't want to know his real name. I don't yeah. want to know all that shit. He's just a comic book guy. He runs a comic book store. Yeah, we're getting a bit sick of backstories in in everything. Yeah. I mean, you've got my my one of my favorite phrases is you've got to have a little room to dream, you know. Yeah. So if, if you uh, you know give you a few hints of it's like Star Wars is guilty of this right now. It's like it's sort of filling in all the oh, blanks. Yeah, it's, it's, like, like, it's like I don't want to know how Boba Fett got out of the fucking Tarlac pit or Sarlacc pit. Sorry, like just, no, just ah, oh, no, it's annoying. And the, and the reason yeah. the, the the explanation they gave was shit anyway. But that's for example like. Movies that leave it open-ended. For example, E.T., right? Gets to the end of E.T. And Elliot looks at me and he goes, did it get back okay? And I'm like, what? whatever you think of, mate. Like, like, it, like, mm. And his immediate thought was, put the next one on. I was like, there isn't a next one. That's the, that's the beauty of it. It's just, yeah. you decide what happens next. And that's when I like- Choose your own adventure, yeah, bud. So that, yeah. Just choose your adventure is great. All right. And final one here uh, is from uh, at Reese. Oh, it's from Reese Roberts. I believe he's a patron. Who is your least favorite character and hey, why? Bud. Oh, Reese's least favorite character is Gil. He finds him too needy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's why I love Gil. Yeah. Uh, he's relatable. So, who is your least favorite character? Well, now it's, um for me, I think it might be Cletus. I think I'm, I'm done with Cletus and Brandine. But you're, you're done with yeah. Sideshow Mal, aren't you? Uh, I'm a bit over Sideshow Mal, but I'm, I'm, I'm not that big on Groundskeeper Willie, I've got to say. Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah. And 
And yeah. when you put it that way, I sort of went, I can kind of see that. And now the character just feels like there's nothing to him anymore, is there? No. Mm-hmm. Now, in the early, even in the early days, I, I enjoyed him in the earlier days more than what you did. But now he's just, yeah, there's not much to the character at all. But um, no. yes, follow us on Twitter at Four Finger Pod. going to be asking for questions in the mailbag. If you're not a patron, that is your way. You can make sure that you get read out, or you can send a question to SimpsonsMailbag at gmail.com. But our lovely patrons have also sent in some questions. All right. So, let's scroll down to that mailbag. All righty, here we are. First question here from Keith Nettam. Would you drop everything and start living in an RV? Well, we kind of touched on this. It's something, I think it's something you either you need to A, have money, like no mortgage, yeah. or B, be older to the point where you're just like, I don't want to be around here anymore. I need to, need to see some shit. Yeah, I'm running out of time. I'd better see what's happening in the world. I wouldn't do it with kids. I would not do it with little kids. It's just not for me. Absolutely not. No, not but I've given, it some, <laughs> yeah, I've given it some thought. And I mean, I think the ideal thing would be if you found a like-minded person, Yeah, you could do like one of you has the house for six months and the other is in the van for six months. And then you swap over after that, you know. So, you know, someone gets, uh, say, spring and summer, and someone gets autumn and winter. I don't know. That's a bit of a... Yeah. <laughs> but maybe some people like that. But Yeah, it'd be nice to have a place to come back to and that's that's yours, that you don't have to pay a lot for or anything like that. And then, you know, you've you've got a home base for a while, but then you've also got the, you know, the road for a while as well. Well, Nicola's dad's done that. Ni- Nicola's dad's just like, I'm retiring and just going to build a house in Spain. <laughs> so, so he did that and they've built a house in Spain and now he's just like, I'm going to go spend three months in Spain. I'm like... Good for you, man. <laughs> yeah, do it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple more questions here and we'll wrap this up. All right. Kyle Muldoon, Clever Kyle, says, What did you think of the Robin Williams film RV, also known as Runaway Vacation? Uh, it is lesser, Williams. Okay. Harrison McClure says it's an underrated Robin Williams film. I've never seen it. I've seen it. I don't really remember much about it. <laughs> I can just assume it being one of those ones where it's like, eh, I'm not going to say no because it's a... It's it's money, but hey, I'm not going to put everything into this role. I think he he gave it his Robin Williams. His, yeah, okay. I mean, he, yeah, he, he was riffing a bit. No, I mean, I, I find I it hard. To, I, I do find it hard to not like Robin Williams because it's just yeah. it's Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah, but I think this was very much a. He's in a camper with the family. They're going on a, a, a holiday. <laughs> Things you know, wacky shit ensues. Robin's going to riff. Hogs with Travolta. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Old people doing crazy shit. <laughs> All right. So Richard the Beard Frank says, just caught this episode. Bloody awful. And ha- even though it has some good jokes, but it's like a Friday 3 p.m. job. I don't think it was awful by any means. <laughs> uh, I'm closer to, to what this person was saying. Okay. You think it was awful? I didn't think it was awful. I mean, Mr. Beard here has as, as, yeah, not overreacted. He's reacted in, 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 uh, in keeping with his opinion. But uh, look, I, yeah, I wasn't mad on this episode. It had, it had fun parts. Brian Hughes, this will be the last one. Can we go pick up the kitties? What phobias do you guys have? I'm, he's truly scared of spiders, especially ones that might drop on his head. This episode was simply wonderful for my psyche. Phobias. <laughs> I have a phobia of heights, kind of. I'm getting that more and more. I mean, I remember going not long ago to one of those skywalks or tree walks, you know, the ones where they yeah. have... Uh, I, I, I like froze for some reason. Yeah. I know I'm safe, but I can't walk. I don't know what's going on. My brain, it's like my brain's going, no. I'm like, yeah. but I can't. No, you can't. I'm like, I can, brain. I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I remember safe. looking down, which you shouldn't do, but it was like, 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've got no problem with heights or everything. This isn't even that high. Well, it's pretty high. And then looking down and going, it would really suck falling from here. <laughs> <laughs> it really would. If it didn't kill me, it would fuck me up. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, a phobia, I have a phobia of taking the kids out to dinner now. I just, I, lo- I long for the days where I can go, hey, Nick, do you want to go out for dinner? And we just mm. go out for dinner and just the food comes to the table and we just chat and we enjoy our food. <laughs> I have a phobia of taking the kids out for dinner because it's just a shitstorm. <laughs> oh, well, surely, you know, a family member or a buddy could, you know, look after the kids for a little while while you snuck out. Oh, to- yeah. Well, we went out to Melbourne for the for the night, which of course was the first did. time we'd yeah. been away from um, either kid. Well, the first time we'd had no kid in our life, in our household at the same time. For over four years, so that was a that was certainly a treat. But anyway, <laughs> this has been our review of Mobile Home. I hope you guys enjoyed it. A fun episode overall, which does have its faults, but what are you going to do? It's season sixteen of The Simpsons. Next episode of Four Finger Discount, we are reviewing the Seven Beer Snitch. So look out for that. Also look out for our interview with one Matt Salmon. He wants to discuss the upcoming uh, Not It special uh, mm. coming on The Simpsons in season thirty four and the Treehouse of Horror. Uh, 33 as well, which has apparently got takeoffs of... Uh, what is it? Hang on, let me have a look. It looks really, really good. Apparently, it's awesome. Um, there's one called Simpsons Land, which is a throwback to the um, the golden era of The Simpsons. It's just the ho- the Simpsons going through a land which is just all throwback. So, it's like in the in the picture, it's got the monorail and home of walking backwards through the hedges and things like that. So, I feel like that's going to be one that a lot of people are going to really have a lot of fun with. Um, but Trials of 33, okay, that's taking off. Death Note which is the oh, um, yeah. is an anime series, I believe, Death Note, yep. or is it a video game? Uh, I think it was an anime and a manga, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. Do you say manga or manga? Manga. Manga, yep. Yeah, not not, not, like, not like Ranga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got the, uh, a parody of the Babadook, the horror film. Oh, yeah, the Australian one, yeah. Babadook, Babadook, yep. And the par- in a parody of Westworld... It goes the Simpsons world. The episode, the, the the segment goes deep into classic Simpsons references. So I reckon that'll be a lot of fun as well. So that's Treehouse of Horror thirty three. Matt Summers going to join us to discuss about that. And he says that he, he did drop a hint that there's a, uh, a a reference there that all Australian fans are going to enjoy. So <laughs> a bit of a tease, but yeah, Matt Summers going to be joining us on the show very very soon. Also, a couple of guest stars coming back up on the show in the coming weeks as well. Once a month, we're going to be going back and revisiting a classic episode with a guest star. So. Matt Summers is going to be doing that. I mean, I think we've already discussed it. Bill Oakley is going to be joining us on the show as well. One of the greatest showrunners of all time of The Simpsons. He created Steve Hams and everything like that. He was the showrunner for season seven and eight. So Bill Oakley is going to join us and a few other cool uh, Simpsons-based guests that I'm not going to spoil here yet, but people we've never had on the show before. So subscribe and let your friends know. It's going to be exciting times in the months ahead here on Four Finger Discount, revisiting classic episodes with guest stars. But this has been our review of Mobile Homer. The next episode is the Seven Beer Snitch. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Four Finger Pod, at Four Finger Discount on Instagram. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Please continue to do so. It helps us boost up the algorithm so when people search for Simpsons, we are at the top of that list. And um, also, if you've listened to us on Spotify, give us five stars on there as well. And if you want to support the show, get access to a bunch of exclusives. You know what you're going to be getting. We've said it enough times by now. It's patreon.com slash discount. This has been Mobile Homer. Mr. Davis, any final words for those amazing listeners out there? Yes, indeed. No more oriental mustard. Shh.